0: Welcome to The Surge, a podcast about all things Surge and the ambulatory surgery center industry where we share insight, news, and conversations relevant to our nationwide network of centers. Join us as we hear from Surge leadership, partners, and healthcare experts about the best practices, trends, and strategies that help your business thrive. Now, here's today's host, Surge medical staff lead, Dr. Jay
1: Pop. Hi. This is Jay Pop, medical staff lead for Amsurge. I'm delighted today to host a podcast in which we're going to be talking to Dr. Chintan Modi. Dr. Modi is a gastroenterologist and an Amsurge partner physician with Oak Tree Surgical Center in Edison, New Jersey. He's board certified in both internal medicine and gastroenterology by the American Board of Internal Medicine and is a member of the AGA, the American Society of Gastroenterology and the American College of Physicians, among other professional organizations. Dr. Modi earned his medical degree from NHL Municipal Medical College in Gujarat, India. He completed his internal medicine residency and GI fellowship at the Seton Hall University School of Graduate Medicine. In addition to serving as president of premier gastroenterology consultants in Edison, he serves as an assistant clinical professor at Hackensack Meridian School of Medicine as well as being a member of the teaching faculty for the fellowship program at CarePoint Health System in Bayonne, New Jersey. Dr. Modi, you're a busy man. and We really appreciate your spending some time with us today and welcome to The Surge. One of the patients that you talked about uh, really in the introduction is a young gentleman that developed cancer uh, when he was in his 30s. And would you mind telling the audience um, why you saw this individual in the first place? Why did he come to your office? What kind of symptoms was he having?
0: So unfortunately, you know, colon polyps, colon cancers, they don't have any specific symptoms, especially if the cancer is early. So um, this patient had presented um, uh, with uh, very vague symptoms, such as Mm -hmm. bloating, change in the bowel habit. Um, You know, what does he mean by that is that... um, uh, he is frequency of the bowels caliber of stool um, is different than before, not necessarily diarrhea or constipation, but what he usually gets his bowels that habit has changed. So we consider that as a change in bowel habit. That was was the main reason he had uh, seen me. And that's very subtle finding, um, you know. But uh, Uh, that turned out to be very important that I had recommended him to go for colonoscopy. Uh, Many, many times what happens is that uh, uh, this change in bowel habits or frequencies and consistencies of the bowel movement uh, get blamed to change the dietary habits. Uh, Mm. But otherwise, other times that uh, those could be signs of uh, some other cancers or polyps in the colon.
1: Well, I think those are great points. And, you know, I must share my own personal experience. I did have a number of patients in their 30s over my career with cancer, and and it always was a a great surprise to me, as I'm sure this was to you. Um, We know now there have been some important changes in screening guidelines, you know, and this is somebody in their 30s who would not necessarily have been picked up by screening. And, and again, it underscores the importance of paying attention to symptoms. But can you talk a little bit about uh, what's happened to the screening guidelines uh, over the last year? So that
0: is surprising. Although we do see cancers now early and earlier age, it, mm-hmm. the guidelines used to be 50 years to start with screening colonoscopy and do every 10 years which has recently changed to 45 years to start and every five years so everybody recognized that nowadays we do see colon cancer earlier age than what it used to be so that is the reason that the guideline has been changed Uh, and same way this patient when i had seen him the suspicion of having any dangerous findings in colon is always there with any symptoms. So Mm. even though he had not had typical colon cancer symptoms, such as bleeding, blockage of the bowels, even subtle findings can trigger to advise the patient to check the colon preventively to prevent the cancer.
1: I'm glad you made those points about the importance of symptoms and For us being good listeners, and even in patients under 45 who we might think of not necessarily being in a high-risk group, uh, it's a patient like this that that really gets your attention. So uh, I I think you've really covered off very nicely on some of the symptoms that we should think about. You might want to emphasize those again if you'd like, but uh, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, and this comes up a lot, you know, when we talk about screening colonoscopy And I think our audience might really love to hear the difference between why we call one a screening and why we call another a diagnostic procedure.
0: Correct, so colonoscopy, if it is done after age 45, it's considered to be screening or preventive. If it is done before 45, we consider that diagnostic because the only difference is that uh, how the insurance looks at it in terms of deductible or no. Uh, but any time, um, any symptoms of large intestines, subtle symptoms including changing bowel habit, any bleeding, uh, any uh, discomfort in a low lower abdomen, those are the symptoms that one would think to get the colonoscopy done. Um, if it is after 45, you do not need to wait for symptoms. You always just go for preventive. It's it's. Kind of a if you have a car you're going to go for oil change every four months regardless mm-hmm. car bothers you know uh, that is exactly what called screening preventive you don't have to wait for symptoms to happen uh, hence the name screening colonoscopy and that is the age of four mm-hmm. screening colonoscopy which is set for age 45. before 45 anyone who has symptoms should be Consider for colonoscopy, symptoms could be as subtle as change in bowel habit, bloating, constipation, whatever their normal habit has changed, there's something new happened. that is what should trigger some checkup, including a colonoscopy.
1: Well, that's great information, and by the way, thanks for reminding me that I need an oil change. Um, I know it's been greater than six months. Um, But seriously, the the, the emphasis on symptoms that you've so nicely covered off on is something so very important. And that's a message that we repeatedly want to get across. You know, it's not only your age when you should begin screening, but regardless of age, if you're symptomatic, you you really need to talk to your doc and, and see if further studies shouldn't be done. And you know, now that we're seeing cancer in a younger age group in general, have you noticed in your experience Is there any specific characteristic? And uh, I I guess specifically, are you thinking more and more about genetic abnormalities? Um, Are we finding more of that? Are you testing routinely uh, in patients for maybe genetic markers or genetic inherited uh, family cancer syndromes?
0: Many times it is hereditary and uh, there are syndromes that uh, we look for when we find cancer age less than 45. Mm since it is not traditional. Traditional is after 45, and that is why the screening age has been set up as 45. We do check the specimens we sent for genetic syndromes as well as there are blood tests, uh, but you, someone has to have a cancer at younger age to check for those syndromes. Surprisingly, we do see other times that uh, there is no cancer syndrome environmental changes, diet changes, lack of fiber. a Lot of other other factors do play a role getting someone have uh, earlier cancer. And that is the reason that, uh, you know, one would offer colonoscopy earlier than age 45. Other diseases such as inflammatory bowel disease, uh, such as ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease also put Mm. increased risk to the general population to get colon cancer at earlier age. So those patient population also needs to be screened at certain, um, you know, interval to prevent cancer. Um, And that is why those are the population that I'm discussing that uh, are called increased risk for colon cancer. They certainly need screening colonoscopy before age 45, but the people who don't have any risk factors, any family history those are not considered to be screening colonoscopy but we look for symptoms and subtle findings and uh, you know change in the habit and, and those will uh, suggest that uh, checking colonoscopy or other means to prevent cancer
1: great points and and you know uh, i think those of us who practice gastroenterology and others are very convinced about the value of colonoscopy. We know about early detection, um, but sometimes that's a hard sell for our patients, right? You know, what's been your experience in trying to convince a patient to get screening colonoscopy? You know, I'm going back to your change the oil analogy, and it's that kind of thinking where people say, well, why should I change the oil? My car is running fine. Why should I get a colonoscopy when I have no symptoms? How do you deal with that? So the first, uh, you
0: know, question comes from the patient that nothing is broken, what to fix, um, especially for the screening colonoscopies. Uh, um, you know, the, the mindset is that, uh, I don't have any symptoms. Why should I go check yeah. for, and now, you know, the, the question here is that, uh, um, most of the early cancers and the polyps would those patients have any symptoms answer is no. And that is the reason that screening colonoscopies that we should do to prevent future cancers, since these polyps and cancer, early cancers don't have symptoms preventively, we should go proactively check the large intestine to prevent cancer should be the goal.
1: So moving on a little bit, um, and, and we know about early detection of cancer, but in that unfortunate case where we find cancer, uh, now it can be a great find if we find it uh, in the head of a polyp and we know we can essentially cure the patient with a polypectomy, but other situations where we find something a bit more serious. And it's of all the years I practice, it never got any easier to tell a patient in their family that they had cancer. So how do you approach that? How do you give that kind of news? Do you, do you try to paint sort of an optimistic picture, you know, here, here are the positives? And also, do you consider advising them, especially in the case of colon cancer, that they need to talk to their first degree relatives since uh, those patients are now at increased risk? And uh, what kind of counseling do you give them? So a lot of
0: things, actually. Uh, and there is no perfect way that one can deliver cancer news to any patient. Uh, it is always a dilemma how to present that. Um, and, but there are definitely few factors play a role uh, to determine the future outcome. Uh, how do you talk to the patient? How do you deliver the, the news? I do deliver the news to the patient and the family in a very optimistic way. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, reassure the patient that uh, this is not an end of the world. Um, there are a lot of things that can in, in, in your favor, encourage them, show them positive uh, findings that it is only limited to the colon uh you could still be cured um and sort of thing to encourage them and participate in the future interventions and treatment um which will lead to their uh, you know a win in their fight against the cancer i always tell the patients that you're not alone the entire medical team is with you uh, and that helps them go through the whole process um, also i do uh, do not just reassure but just uh, uh, i call personally to the the oncologist and the surgeon uh, to get them appointment very next day after the colonoscopy and yeah. you know when they have heard about the diagnosis because the time from the diagnosis of the cancer to the first treatment is very crucial um, in the future uh, you know cure of that uh, that cancer uh, last but not least i also suggest them they talk to their uh you know first degree relatives because their risk of getting cancer is now automatically increased and Mm -hmm. they have to go very early age now it's the guideline are currently 10 years younger than the youngest diagnosis or age of 40 whatever comes first so uh, they have to go for uh, the the family have to go uh, have to go for their colonoscopies for cancer prevention and um, that is when the, the diagnosis is happening this is what you know all we think about uh, um you know if patient is cured um, certainly it's not only patient's win but it's a, it's a win for the entire medical team because uh, as i mentioned not only patient is fighting against the cancer uh, the entire team is so we feel proud when we, you know, hear these success stories from the patient. They they always uh, retrospectively they go back and they tell their own story to other people as well as to us. Uh, and you know, uh, they thank us that hey we saved their life. But actually, <laughs> this is what their own positivity and uh, you know going through the process uh, to you know fight against this cancer.
1: Mm-hmm. I love the team approach you take, Dr. Modi. Um, you know, it's one thing to have to be to deliver the news, but to have the patient understand, uh, like you said, that this is not a fight that they're going to have to pursue alone. Uh, there's going to be help along the way. And I'm particularly impressed that you pick up the phone, you call the surgeon, you call the oncologist, whatever is necessary to to really make sure that a treatment plan has been spelled out. So, so kudos to you. Um, you know, when we think about a cancer survivor in their journey. And I always like to focus on uh, the data that we know. And that is, you know, early detection produces five-year survivals of 90%. And if we find these cancers early, uh, we can really make an impact and make a huge difference. Uh, Are there some things that you talk to patients about um, kind of proactively in terms of maybe warning signs or what they might look out for? Uh, even before they've been diagnosed with cancer, how, how do you approach that?
0: So the patients who uh, pay attention to their symptoms, they pay, yeah. pay attention uh, to minor details in their daily routine. Um, you know, uh, patients who look at their stool—that you know, many people don't want to look at their stool. Um, <laughs> you know, so those uh, patients do come to the you know healthcare provider sooner. They do seek attention that, hey, I used to have uh, uh, two bowel movements, now I'm going four times a day, something is wrong, I don't know why, my diet is the same, but not sure why that change, so uh, if someone is paying attention to their own body and uh, habits, definitely their disease will be picked up very fast and um, do not shy away from discussing this topic to the healthcare provider. Uh, Many patients do not open up uh, uh, in terms of their bowel movements or habits and uh, um, other symptoms, they they feel shy. Um, Unless you open up, this is not gonna get diagnosed. Uh, So those patients who, as I mentioned, they pay attention to subtle symptoms, and also talk to their healthcare provider about it, uh, result in early detection, timely intervention, mm-hmm. and hopefully cure of their
1: cancer. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, I'd like to hear a little bit about why you went into GI. You know, what was it about GI that you found particularly interesting? Was there a particular area in GI that you found particularly compelling? You know, maybe. The procedure side, maybe a specific disease. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today.
0: I think it's just uh, nothing personal, but um, um, you know, it's kind of a thing that uh, the more you see around, the more. Um, you're lacking the resources and um, uh, advances. That's what you get Get more interested in. And uh, the more you practice, the more you love it. That's that's how it is. So um, I kind of, a, uh, you know, always prevention is better than cure. Um, yeah. And I love to prevent colon cancer. And that, is, that was the main reason that uh, uh, brought me uh, into the GI field. And the, the more I got to know about it, all variety of uh, procedures as well as, uh, uh, you know, phenomenal organs involved in the GI uh, tract led me to go to GI fellowship and uh, here I am. Um, But as I said, the the procedures are the the most important thing that uh, uh, I had chosen the the GI profession, uh, including the prevention of the cancer, which is the most important procedure, colonoscopy, that uh, uh, everybody should think about. So um, on a
1: sort of a related note, I want to talk a little bit about your association with the Oak Tree Surgery Center. Um, How long have you been with them? Um, Have you found much of a difference in practicing in an outpatient ASC like Oak Tree versus the hospital? Uh, Talk to me a little bit about that.
0: So with Oak Tree Surgery Center, since 2015, so six years. So, you know, the... Colonoscopies are electively done as an outpatient, um, and uh, many times, uh, it, insurances don't approve it to be done in a in a hospital, or patients are shy to go to hospital for a variety of reasons, um, and um, um, you know the Oak Tree Surgical Center is, uh, uh, you know, a, a an ambulatory uh, center where. Uh, Outpatient elective procedures are done very easily, safely, um, and efficiently. And hence, uh, um, you know, I got in touch with them uh, to to get the elective screening colonoscopies, uh, uh, as well as obviously endoscopy and other, you know, GI procedures. So that that is how I I got to, um, you know, work there. I knew uh, the medical director there, who is a great uh, physician also. Um, and um, you know, through him, I had applied and I had started working there. And when you think about the
1: partnership that Oaktree has established with Amsurge, has that been has that been beneficial? You know, is it a is Am a good business partner? How how do they help you?
0: So you know, uh, Amsurge, the I think the management part is very well run because they have experience uh, running the centers. Uh, you know. Uh, over a variety of you know geographic area and that expertise uh, of management uh, certainly help run the staff as well as um, um, you know how to have day to-day the management what occurs at the surgical center or the ambulatory center um, that is a, the great benefit to have searchch for that uh, um, also, being physician you know we don't have time to run those things and you know having somebody uh, yeah. you know do that for you it's it's kind of no-brainer
1: I couldn't agree with you more our group was a very early am search partner and you know one thing I found out like a lot of gastroenterologists um letting somebody else take care of the business and letting me or our, our colleagues take care of the patients. Uh, really has tremendous benefits. It's a win-win-win all the way around. Um, finally, just a few minutes left, and this has been a really a great discussion. But can can you tell me a little bit of uh, just on a personal note? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, where'd you go to school? You know, do you are you married? Do you have kids? Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Sure. So uh, I was born in India in 1980. So I'm 41 year old. Um, I had a medical school, you know, done in India, I had done an internship there um, in, you know, one of the states in in India, name is Gujarat, Um, and um, after that, uh, I had to apply for um, a residency here, uh, you know, in in America, so I had got on the the residency in, in America, I had done actually research also for two years, um in one of the hospitals before starting the residency um you know in newark new jersey i've been in newark new jersey since then uh, um since i came here for last uh, 16 years um after finishing residency i have done the fellowship uh, in the same hospital st michael's medical center in newark new jersey um and been practicing um Mm -hmm. you know in edison area for last uh, seven years i have my family um in New Jersey with me. Actually, I live with my parents. Um I you know, I'm married. I got two kids, five and ten years old, two sons. Um and the, the life is excellent.
1: That's great. I'm I'm really glad to hear that. Sounds everything like everything is wonderful for you, and I'm happy. Um one final thing I just would like you to make a comment on. Um, you know, March we always celebrate is colorectal cancer awareness month, but I think you would agree with me that every month is colorectal cancer awareness month. We should be prepared to, to talk to our friends, families, patients about the value of screening. And, you know, a lot of times we, we're not given unlimited time to do that. So uh, when I used to lobby in Washington, which I did for years talking about the benefits of colon cancer screening, we always had to develop what we called our elevator pitch. And our elevator pitch was um, the amount of time we would get riding between floors with our Legislator to convince that person why colorectal cancer screening was important. So, can I hear your elevator pitch? If you have a patient, friend, family member that you want to convince the value of screening, uh, what would you tell them in 30 seconds?
0: So, I always give an analogy in that, um, you know, as I mentioned before, a car needs an oil change every few months and we would not wait for CAR to give any trouble before deciding to go for the oil change. Similarly, the meaning of screening colonoscopy is to do the test to prevent symptoms. If everyone goes for screening colonoscopy, according to the current guidelines, we can lower the incidence of colon cancer close to none.
1: Well, Dr. Modi, this has been a a great session. Uh, really uh, very, very instructive, great answers to these questions. Uh, I once again, knowing how busy you are, I want to thank you for your time and uh, look forward to meeting you in person someday. I'm sure you found this as enjoyable and informative as I did, and I'm glad you could join us again for another episode of The Surge. Until next time, I'm Jay Pop. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to The Surge. If you have any questions about this podcast or suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at communications at msurge.com.